you, let's look at Romans 12. Uh, Romans 12, we're going to start there. We're going to continue our series on hope. How many have been receiving something from the series about hope? Talking about there is hope. And uh, we're going to start in Romans 12, and then uh, we'll read verse 1 and verse 2 this morning. So, I'm going to read it from the New King James first, and later on we're going to read it from the New Living. Uh, but in the New King James, it says this in Romans 12, uh, verse 1. And we'll start there. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, key verse for today, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But notice that it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can underline mind there. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now let's look at uh, the New Living Translation. We got it up here for you. Uh, It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing... By changing... The way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. But notice what he says in the New Living. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. So we're going to continue our series about there is hope. And today we want to talk about the mind connection. The mind connection. That's what we want to talk about this morning, the mind connection. How does our mind play a part of hope? How does our mind and our thinking play a part in what we're called to do? How does it pertain to, especially the series is about dealing with and overcoming anxiety and depression and overcoming fear and worry? How do we overcome these things? Well, we've been talking about a lot of different things the past few weeks. And we talked about anchored in hope and about how the hope is an anchor to our soul. We talked about the other week that we need to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And if we're going to make it out of depression and anxiety, we're going to have to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Because that's the way that all these great men and women of God in the Bible, that's what they did to get themselves out of that dark, dark, Uh, dirty, nasty place that the enemy had tried to take them. And notice what they did. They encouraged themselves in the Lord their God. But today we want to talk about your mind. And I know that's a fun subject to talk about, but we need to talk about it. We're going to talk about your thinking today. We're going to talk about how that affects anxiety, how that affects depression, how that affects your feelings, how what you think affects your emotions and your mood, and everything pertains to your thinking. So that's kind of the direction we're going today. Uh, so uh, let's start here. In Proverbs 23, 7, we'll start there. And uh, we'll get this, get this party started this morning. You ready for this? All right, you're going to need to pick up your energy level about tenfold right now. Okay? Because uh, if I'm up here and you're down here, this ain't going to work. Okay. Proverbs, you know I'm always on 10. So that's, that's true. Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, so are you. That is the foundation for what we're going to talk about today, is your thinking, your thought life. 
Because if we want to overcome depression, anxiety, fear, worry, all these things from the enemy, it always starts in our thoughts first. Now, the thing is, when we're talking about anxiety and depression, we've been sharing about this, you have to get to the root of the issue. And the thing that a lot of people do is they try to attack these things and they never get to the root of the issue. So guess what happens? It keeps growing back. And you know what? You'll pull some weeds, but it keeps growing back. You'll take care of some stuff, but it keeps growing back. Why? Because you never get to the root of the issue. Now, I don't garden, but I have enough enough Midwestern blood in my system to know if you don't pull out the root, it's going to grow back every time. If you don't get to the root, it's going to come back. And that's what a lot of us have done. We try to take care of these issues in our lives externally. But it's really an internal thing that we got to deal with first if we want healing and hope and restoration to happen in our lives. Because if we try to deal with anxiety, depression, worry, all these things from the outside, it's going to grow back every time. We have to get on the inside and deal with it internally and get to the root of the issue. And the root of the issue today we want to talk about is your thinking. It's your thoughts. That is the root of the issue. Now that's not every issue, but that is the main root of the issue in all of our lives that causes anxiety, depression, fear, worry, doubt, unbelief. It's our thinking. Everything starts in your thinking first. So let's talk about this. It says, as you think in your heart, so are you. That means you are today what you were thinking about yesterday, all of us in here, whether that's good or whether that's bad, all of us in here can say that we are a product of our thinking right now. As you sit here, your outlook on life, your faith, if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, fear, worry, it is a product of the way you've been thinking. And It says, as you think in your heart, so are you. You are right now what you've been thinking about in your past. The thing is that most people don't think about what they think about. That's the issue. They just let any thought take up residence in their mind all day, good or bad. And a lot of people will use the excuse, well, I can't help what I think. It's just what I think, and, you know, I can't help it. And they've been sold that lie, and the enemy tries to To make us believe that lie, which is not true, that you just have to think about whatever comes to your mind. You don't. Or the other lie is you have to accept everything that comes in your mind. You have to take into your life every thought and every feeling that you have. And if I think it and I feel it, it must be true. That is the biggest lie that the enemy has ever sold us. Because the enemy will send us thoughts and feelings that are contrary to God's word. But we have a choice. Now, this is so important, and this is kind of the foundation for where we're going to go today. And I have a lot of stuff, but it's all good stuff, so stay with me. You going to stay with me today? In our thinking today, we have to realize this, that we are the product of our thinking, but we're not a prisoner of our thinking. God has given us something that's amazing. It's called the power of choice. Now, that's why we can preach this sermon series and you can have hope after we end this message because 
If we just said, well, you know what? You've always been like this. You'll always be like this. Your parents are like this. You know, it's a chemical imbalance in your mind. You can't do anything about it. Your brain's just this way. Your thinking's just this way. You have to deal with it. That's just the way you are. That is a lie. Hello, somebody. That is a lie. God has given us something great. It's called the power of choice. We have a choice in the matter. And notice we're a product of our thinking, but we're not a prisoner. We don't have to stay here. You have the key, and you can unlock the door anytime you want and get out. And that only happens when we change the way we think. Only happens when we change the way we think. You know, I told you about my own story in my own life and what was going on in it. When I was dealing with anxiety and depression, for a season of time, I got into that mindset, which is from the enemy, thinking, I can't help it. I can't stop thinking this way. I can't stop feeling this way. And notice the more I believed it, the more I was stuck. But nothing changed into my life until I started changing the way I was thinking. And realized that, no, God has given us the power of choice. And we can have a choice about what we think about. We can have a choice on what we feel. We can have a choice in this matter. We don't just have to accept everything that comes to us. Are you listening so far? And so we're a product of our thinking, but we're not a prisoner. We can get out because God has given us a choice. No, you can't get out by yourself, but you can get out with the power of God. Because he can help change the way you think. Now, today you are what you have become, but not what you must be. You don't have to stay here. If you feel stuck today, you don't have to stay stuck the rest of your life. If you feel anxious today, you don't have to stay here the rest of your life. If you feel depressed today, you don't have to stay here the rest of your life. If you're fearful today, come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. You don't have to stay here the rest of your life. We all have a choice. Now, I realize when you're going through the the battle and the battleground is your soul. We've been talking about this. The battleground is your soul. When you're going through that battle and your feelings and your thoughts seem out of control, it's kind of hard to believe that you have a choice, but you do. God's Word says you do. And that is the way out. That is the way to start getting to the root of these issues is dealing with our thoughts and our thought life. So we have a choice on what we think about. We're not products, or we are products, we're not prisoners of our thought life. Now, some of you know who this is. Uh, You've heard of uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a cognitive neuroscientist. Say that three times fast. But uh, a lot of you have heard of her before, and she, like I said, she's a cognitive neuroscientist. She's written several books. She is a believer in Jesus Somebody who believes in faith and healing and she believes the word of God. But she's also a scientist. And her focus is on your mind and your thoughts. And she's done so much research about your brain and your mind and your thoughts. And how it all plays a part. And your feelings and your health. And it's all interconnected. And so um, I encourage you, if you've got time, she's written about four books uh, they're very helpful, and she connects because science and the Bible are lining up because God already knew this a long time ago, but now people are researching and saying, yeah, it makes sense, it works. And so she has done the research on the scientific side, but also giving you answers from the Bible about what God says. So I want to read a couple things from her 
uh, about this, about the power of choice and about your mind and your thoughts. Here's uh, some comments she made about this. Uh, She says, you cannot sit back and wait to be happy and healthy and have a great thought life. You have to make the choice to make that happen. You have to choose to get rid of the toxic and get back in alignment with God. You can be overwhelmed by every small setback in life, or you can be energized by the possibilities they bring. She goes on and says, you are not a victim. You can control your reactions. You do have a choice. That right there could give you freedom. Notice what she goes on to say, thoughts are real. Physical things that occupy occupy mental real estate. Moment by moment, every day, you are changing the structure of your brain through your thinking. Listen to this. When we hope, it is an activity of the mind that changes the structure of our brain in a positive and normal direction. So we're not just talking about your thoughts. We're talking about actual scientific research that when you think the right thoughts, your brain actually is changing for the better. If they put your brain up on a scan, it would look better. It would look more normal when you change the way you think. So this is not just something that happens in your thinking. This is a physical thing that's going on in your brain. Now, God already said that in the Bible a long time ago. But notice the scientific research is is backing it up. Now she goes on and says this. We are not victims of our biology. We are co-creators of our destiny alongside God. God leads, but we have to choose to let God lead. We have been designed to create thoughts, and from these we live out our lives. So she is saying from not just her research in the Bible, but her research in science as a cognitive neuroscientist, that what happens in your brain when you think the right thoughts, what it does to your brain, and that we all have a choice in this matter. To change for the better. And we can change. Everybody say, I can change. And so as we we get into this message even more, I wanted to lay that foundation because that's where we need to start. Like I said, when I was in that place in my life dealing with that, the enemy will try to come over you and make you feel like, well, you can't just think better thoughts. You can't get out of this. You can't stop thinking a certain way. But let me tell you this morning, that is a lie from the enemy. You can. You have a choice. Your mind is your mind, and you can think about whatever you want to think about. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that you have to just put up with it. And like she goes on and says from her scientific research, we are not victims of our biology. We're not victims. Well, my parents were like this, but yeah, you can change. Come on now, somebody. Well, I was just born this way. You can change. And we all need to. This is just the way I am. I can't help what I think. I can't help who I am. This is just the way I am. No, no, no. We have a choice. So if true restoration and healing is going to come to all of us, pertaining to hope, overcoming anxiety and depression, it's got to start in our thought life. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 16. Let's jump over there. Matthew 16. You guys get something this morning? Matthew 16. 
And we're going to start in verse 13. Now, before we read this, here's something we need to understand about our thinking. Every thought you have is not necessarily your thought. That's something you need to understand. It's foundation. Every thought that comes to your mind is not necessarily your thought. Now, we're going to read in the Bible here, but it says in Matthew 16 here, it gives us an example. There's three different types of thoughts that come to your mind, and they're not all from you. There's God's thoughts, there's your thoughts, and there's the enemy's thoughts. Or we could say there's God's voice, there's your voice, and there's the enemy's voice. And they're talking to you constantly. Let me just break this down. All of you in here hear voices. Don't act like you don't. You all do. Every last one of you. Everybody in here hears voices all the time, and they're not necessarily from you. God's voice, our voice, and notice the enemy's voice. So this is what it says in Matthew 16, in verse 13. It says, when Jesus came to the the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? So this is what man says, man's thoughts. It says, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and the other Jeremiah are one of the prophets. But he said, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. That's God's thoughts. It says, also I will say that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now let's jump down to verse 22. Same guy, Peter. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Rebuking Jesus, not a good idea. Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Now right there, we're talking, this is like a day, tops. He had God's thoughts, man's thoughts, and the enemy's thoughts. Peter, all in one day. He listened to those voices all in one day. And you do the same, and I do the same also. But we need to establish this before we go any further, understanding that, no, not every thought that comes to your mind is from you. Because sometimes there's thoughts that get sent to us, don't matter how holy you think you are, and how blessed and favored you think you are, you have some nasty, gross thoughts that come to your mind. You have some thoughts that are, make you think, I'm going crazy right now. Now, who are those thoughts from? They're not from you, and they're not from God, they're from the enemy. And so we need to understand this. There is three voices. Everybody say three voices. That are speaking to you constantly. There's God's voice. There's your voice. And there's the enemy's voice. And we need to find out who we should listen to. And what we should think about. Because we have a choice on who we listen to. Now this is something that, that I was thinking about. Thinking about this idea of thoughts and every thought that we have and every voice we listen to. The voice we listen to determines the reality we experience. 
The voice we listen to determines the reality we experience. You know, you could listen to God's voice all day long and receive the reality that He wants for you. Or we have people that are walking this planet all day long, listening to the voice of the enemy, and you know what? They receive the reality of that in their life. So whatever voice we listen to the most will determine the reality we experience in this life. And notice, that goes back to us. It's our choice. We all have thoughts every day from God. We all have thoughts every day from the enemy to discourage us, to depress us, to give us anxiety, to give us fear. We have our own thoughts. We have our own insecurities. But we have a choice in here on what voice we listen to the most. We have a choice in here on what I'm going to think about the most. And notice what we think about and what we listen to the most will determine the reality on where we live at. Did you know that? You know, you could live in a mansion and be miserable. And you could live in the projects and be so full of joy and happy and peaceful. Why? Because you're listening to the right voice. Doesn't have to do with how much money you got. Doesn't have anything to do with what you have on the outside. It all has to do with what you think and the voices you're listening to. You guys receiving this this morning. So we need to understand not every voice and thought comes from us. There's God's thoughts. There's man's thoughts. There's the enemy's thoughts. Now let's look at Romans 12 and 2 in the New Living. Romans 12 and 2 in the New Living. Let's look at that for a moment. Romans 12, 2. This is what it says. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way You think, how does God change you? By changing the way you think. No, you want to get in the prayer line and God to change you. Nobody wants to say nothing now. You want to come up to the altar and God to change you. You said, no, that's not the way it works. God changes you by changing the way you think. You could get prayed for so many times that you no longer have hair anymore. And you can't even walk up to the altar anymore. But you will still be the same person if you still think the same thoughts. And really, let me be honest, I've been in church 29 years and 9 months of my life. And if laying hands on people would have done it, it would have happened by now. People use laying on hands as a crutch to not do anything about their issues. Alright, I'll see you, I'm going to Northside. But notice, God wants to change us into a new person. Now, most of you would say... January 1st, I want to be a new person. New year, new me. No, it won't be. It won't. If you don't change the way you think. I want to be a new person. I want an extreme makeover. Change the way you think. Change what voices you listen to. God says, I want to change you. I want to transform you into a new person. But it only happens by changing the way we think. Y'all still here? And so if we're going to overcome anxiety, depression, all these things, we have to change the way we think. As we think, so are we. You are what you think you are. We can't think depressed thoughts and wonder why we're depressed. 
We can't think anxious thoughts and wonder why we're anxious. We can't think fearful thoughts and then wonder why we're fearful. We will have whatever we think about. As we think, so are we. The voices we listen to will determine the reality we experience. So notice God says, let me change you into a new person, but I have to change the way you think first. Now that's where most people jump ship. No, I don't want to do that though. I just kind of want to think the same way and change. It doesn't work like that. I had to get honest with myself during that period of time. I'm not going to get out of this unless I do something different. It's not just going to happen. I'm not going to just be able to pray my way out of this and not change the way I'm thinking. Or change the voices I'm listening to. God says he wants to change us from the inside out. That's the way God does it. And he changes us by changing the way we think. It happens internally before it happens externally. God changes us from the inside out. Now the world tries to change us from the outside in. But God changes us from the inside out. That goes back to what we said at the beginning. We have to get to the root of the issue. If you want help, if you want hope, if you want healing, you're going to have to get to the root of the issue. And you know what? Getting roots out, it's not always easy. A lot of people don't want to get dirty and deal with it. But if you don't get the root out, it will come back every time. So we've got to be honest with ourselves and say, you know what, there is some roots that I need to deal with in my thinking. There is some voices I need to deal with that I'm listening to too much. Because that's the root of it. And I'm never going to change. I'm never going to be a new person until I change the way I think. Now, we're going to give you some practical steps on how we do that. I'm going to give you three words. And we're going to talk about them. And we're talking about the mind connection. How does your mind play a part in how you feel, how you live, your health, your anxiety, your depression? Somebody got a text message. Hopefully from God. So, I know that sound. Three words. Resist, remove, replace. Resist, remove, replace. Everybody say resist, remove, replace. If we're going to change the way we think, well, how do we change the way we think? And how do we renew our mind? We have to do something. And this is the practical steps. Resist, remove, and replace. Let's talk about resist first. James 4 and verse 7. Let's turn over there. James 4 and verse 7. Seven. You guys get something this morning? James 4, in verse 7. It says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Notice that. Submit to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First of all, if we're going to change the way we think, and we're going to have new thoughts, healthy thoughts, we have to resist the wrong thoughts. We have to resist 
the wrong voice. And notice, it says we have to do it. We submit to God, but then we have to resist the enemy. How can we do that? Well, God has given us that power and authority to do it. And it guarantees us when we resist him, he will flee from us. So if we're going to change the way we think, if we're going to have healthy thinking patterns, we're going to have to resist the wrong thoughts and the wrong voices. Now, thinking about this, no pun intended, thinking about this. Ha, 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 ha. Thanks, guys. All right. The point is this, how we think, notice, influences how we feel. How you think, your thoughts, your imaginations, your mental patterns influences and shapes how you feel. So, we think something before we feel something. Every time. So, if we can get to the thought first... We can deal with the root of the issue. That's why we have to resist the wrong thoughts. Are you here? Resist the wrong voices. Because we have a choice. Because notice every feeling and emotion, mood we experience comes with thoughts first. And when we have those thoughts, we have a choice to make, whether I will receive them or resist them. The enemy will send you sad, depressing thoughts. When you receive that, you have a feeling attached to it. You feel down, you feel depressed, you feel discouraged. Or you can resist it, and it will flee from you. When You have an anxious thought. The thought comes first, then the feelings come. Then that feeling of anxiety comes. But notice it starts with the thought first. So we deal with the thoughts first because how we think influences how we feel. You still here? So we need to resist the wrong thoughts. Now, I'm going to throw some things out to you here, but... These are God's thoughts. Now, these are the feelings that it would give you. If it's from God, it will give you the feeling of peace, of hope, of joy, of encouragement, of strength. So if you have one of those, receive it. Now, how do we know it's from the enemy? Well, if you have thoughts that make you feel this way, it's from the enemy. Depression, fear, despair, condemnation, guilt, worry weakness, confusion, that's from the enemy. And when you feel that, you need to resist it. Don't lay in it. Hello, don't close the blinds. Don't get you a big old thing of haagen and lay in the bed and watch, watch chick flicks, okay? It's not going to help you. We all want to do that. Now, I don't want to watch a chick flick, but the other thing. I'll lay in the bed and eat some haagen That would be cool. But notice, we have a choice right there. I can receive it and walk around all day being depressed and anxious. Or I can resist it and do something about it. Why? Because your thoughts come before your feelings. And we have a choice. 
And we can resist it or we can receive it. Are you guys receiving what I'm saying this morning? That's up to us. And once again, the enemy will tell you, you can't help it. You can't stop it. Life's been tough to you. Your circumstances are really bad. You deserve to have a pity party today. You deserve to be depressed today. You deserve to be anxious today. No, you got a choice. And so notice when we receive God's thoughts, it gives us feelings, good feelings, peace, joy, encouragement. But when we receive the enemy's thoughts, it brings depression, fear, condemnation, guilt, worry, weakness, confusion into our lives. We have a choice to make. They've done research and they say that most people think 60,000 thoughts in a day and 48,000 of those are negative. Now, don't ask me how they figured that out. I'm not the cognitive neuroscientist. But notice that that was done by a secular organization who did that research, not Christians. 60,000 thoughts. And 48,000 of those are negative. And you and I can agree both that probably most people are receiving all 48,000 of those negative thoughts. And they wonder... Why they feel the way they feel. And they wonder why we're depressed and we're anxious and we're fearful and we're discouraged. And we wonder why we're spending billions of dollars on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine. Because we're receiving 48,000 negative thoughts a day. And nobody realizes, no, I have a choice. I can resist these. That's the hope. That's the freedom. Come on, if you got that right there. That makes us all able to say... That I can have hope in the future. Why? Because I have a choice. So we have a choice. We can resist the wrong thoughts and we receive the right thoughts from God. So first of all, we have to resist thoughts. We resist thoughts. Now, let's look at Philippians 4 and verse 8. Philippians 4 and verse 8. You guys still here this morning? Philippians 4 and verse 8, we're going to read from the New Living Translation again. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That scripture would say, Paul understood that we have a choice. And he said, if you're going to live this victorious Christian life, you're going to have to think on certain things and not think about other things. You're going to have to think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about honorable, right, pure, lovely things and not think about the wrong things. Because we have a choice in this matter. Now, All of us in here need to be tougher on our minds. We allow too much to go on in there. We have too many visitors who didn't go through security before they got in. You know, I haven't been to a club in my life before, but I know one thing about clubs is they have bouncers and they have security. In high-end clubs, they have names on a list. And if your name's not on the list, 
you're not getting in the door. You need to be like that with your mind. You want to know the list? There it is. If your name is not true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise, you're not getting in my mind. If your name's not on the list, you're not getting in. Why? Because we all have a choice in here to resist. And it says when we resist them, they have to flee. So we resist the wrong thoughts. We need to have some security and some bouncers in front of our minds. And if you're not on the list, you're not getting in. And don't try to give me a false name. We see you. You ain't getting in. (laughs) Trying to wear a disguise over there. You're not pure and lovely. You're lustful. I saw you. But notice, we can guard our mind and we can choose what we let in our mind and what we don't let in our mind. We can resist the wrong thoughts. So resist is the first one. We have to resist the wrong thoughts and receive the right thoughts. Secondly, we need to remove. 2 Corinthians 10 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now he's talking about your mind here. He's talking about your mind. He goes on and says, Casting down arguments... Or every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Notice bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It says that we can cast down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And notice bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If we're going to live victorious in our mind and over anxiety and depression, we're going to have to remove the wrong thoughts. Okay, so let's just say somebody snuck past the bouncer because they had a costume on. They had a good disguise. They snuck into your mind for some strange reason. When you find him, you got to kick him out. And don't be nice about it. See, so many people are so Christian, they don't realize when it comes to the enemy, you don't have to be nice. Be nice to everybody else but him. This is not like I'm walking in love with the devil. No, no. Everybody else, not the devil, though. He's like, I need to be nice. I need to be sweet. Okay, no. The wrong thoughts are not your friend. The wrong things in your life are not your friends. You got to kick them out. And notice we do that, it says, by casting down every thought that goes against the knowledge of God. So if we have a thought that you know is not from God, you need to immediately throw that thought down. In the same way, if we picked up a poisonous snake, we wouldn't say, oh, this is awesome. This snake is so cute. This snake is about to kill you. Throw the snake down. Same way with thoughts. Thoughts are just as dangerous and more. 
They're poisonous. And they will kill you. And so if by some reason we actually pick something up, we need to immediately, when we realize that this thought is not from God, it is not in line with the word of God, it is not going to help my life, we need to throw it down immediately and kick it out of our mind. Now how do we do that? We do that with our words. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You'll lose every time. You fight thoughts with words. In Matthew 6, 25, you don't have to turn there. Jesus says, take no thought. Take no thought, meaning that you can take thoughts or you can throw them down. It's your choice. And when we take them, they grow and they get bigger. Or we could throw them down and they'll go away. But that's our choice. But notice, we don't fight thoughts with thoughts. We fight thoughts with words. And the enemy will come to all of us and say the same thing he said in Genesis. Did God really say? Did God really say you were blessed? Did God really say you were healed? Did God really say that you were good enough? Did God really say that he loved you? Did God really say that you were prosperous? Did God really say that you were going to make it out of this situation? Did God really say that? We have a choice to make. When that thought comes, we grab it and we throw it down. We do that with our words. We have to speak. Not just outthink, but speak. That's how we remove the wrong thoughts. Now, it's just as easy as this. Father, I take authority over my mind. Say whatever you were thinking. Say, I I cast this thought out of my mind. I don't want to think this way. I command you to go. That's how you throw a thought out. And notice if it comes back, say it again. You resist and then you remove. You resist and then you remove it. Lastly, you replace it. Resist, remove, replace. Let's look at Matthew 4. Matthew 4, we're going to talk a second about Jesus being tempted. Now, when it comes to your thought life, you have to resist, you have to remove it, but then you have to replace it. It's not good enough that it's just, it's just gone and you've just resisted it. You have to replace it with the right things for your mind to change. For your thinking to change. Because there's going to be a void if you just remove it and resist it. You need to fill it with the right things. It's one thing to pull out weeds, but you need to put something back in its place. A good plant. Jesus talks about this. You need to pull out the things that don't belong and plant the right things in your life. And that's what we do when we resist, remove, and we replace thoughts in our life. So Matthew 4 And Jesus, he was being tempted by the enemy. And in verse 3, it says, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him to a holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. But he said, For it is written that he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands shall they bear you up. And Jesus said, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And notice his last temptation. He goes down in verse 10 and he says, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. So what did he do? What did he do? He resisted it. He removed it like he spoke out. But then he replaced it with the word of God. And when he kept doing it, notice the enemy can only come back so many times. And eventually the enemy, what it says, resist him and he will flee. After three different times, the enemy trying to bring these wrong thoughts, these wrong imaginations, these wrong voices. Jesus resisted it. He removed it and he replaced it and the enemy left him. Because he replaced it with the word of God. And the word of God is the strength that you have in your life. The first part is just the start of it. You need to resist it. You need to remove it. But to really get strong, you need to replace it with the right thoughts, the right voices, the right thinking. And the only place we can get that is the Word of God. That's the only voice worth listening to. These are the only thoughts worth thinking about is the Word of God. So that's why we got to get in our Bible. We have to get into the Word of God. And trust me, there's more translations than you can even imagine. Don't say you don't understand the Bible. You can't read it. Come on, there's a Pokemon Go Bible, for goodness sakes. Come on, there's a Car Lover's Guide Bible. They have every Bible translation you can imagine in every language, in every style of language. There's like hip-hop, like Bible. There's country music Bible. Whatever style of person you are, there's a Bible that you can understand. Don't say, I I can't read it, I don't understand it. Listen, nobody understands King James Version only anyways, okay? Get you a different Bible. But notice we got to replace it with the right things. I'm just talking about me. When, When I was dealing with stuff, going through stuff, I had to realize that you got to, not just stop at the first two, you got to go a step further. You can say all day, I resist you, Satan. I resist those thoughts. You need to go remove them from your life, but you got to fill your life with something else. And you got to fill it with the right things. And you know what? Once you start living a full life, the thoughts won't come like they used to. The feelings won't come like they used to. Why? Because you're full of the right things. So let me say this, let me encourage you today. If you've been dealing with anxiety and depression, like we've been talking about a lot in this series, start getting in the Bible and looking up scriptures that have to do with what you're dealing with. Start looking up scriptures and not just looking at them and resisting the wrong ones, but quoting the right ones over your life, thinking about the right ones in your life. And you say today, you know what, I've been depressed for weeks and months and years But you know what, today, I'm going to choose to think about the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
But I don't feel like the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why you got to start somewhere. And you replace it with the right stuff. And so every time a thought of depression and suicide and anxiety comes, you look in the word of God and you find, God left his peace with me. And he says that I have the same peace that God has. And the peace of God will surround me like a shield. And you start replacing your thoughts with the right stuff. And that's in the word of God. You start replacing your thoughts with the joy the Lord is my strength. You start replacing your thoughts with greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, are we Pentecostal in here? And notice we replace it with the right stuff. These are one of these messages that I know that it's like the most important message you need to hear, but the message that nobody wants to hear. Isn't that right? It's like these are grow-up messages. It's like, I need that, don't want to hear it. (laughs) You're right, don't want to do it. (laughs) But I want help, but I'm not going to do it. I'm being honest. And I'm saying I was in the same boat for a period of time in my life. Like, I know that's right, but I'm not doing it. And then we were wondering, God, where's my hope? Where's my healing? Where's, where's my help? And God says you need a message like this that doesn't make you always feel comfortable, doesn't make you always feel like you just got a pat on your back. But it's your answer out of anxiety and depression. And, and I, it, <laughs> if you start doing this, I promise you, your mind will start changing for the better. Your thoughts will start changing for the better. And notice, your thoughts influence your feelings. Your feelings will start changing for the better. Your emotions, your mood will start changing for the better. Why? Because you did the word of God. You resisted the wrong thoughts. And if one got in, you removed that wrong thought. But then you replaced it with the word of God. And not just speaking the word of God, but thinking about the word of God. That is the answer. I just broke it down. That's the answer. If we want to get to the root of these these issues, that is the root of all roots, our thought life. And God says, you'll never change the way you're living until you change the way you think. We have to deal with it. We've got to be honest with ourselves. That a lot of times when we're dealing with this stuff, we put up with it. We let it go. And then we wonder how we get in the situations we get into. Why? Because we didn't stop it when it was just a thought in our mind. We let it grow and grow and grow to a place where it gets out of hand and then we're looking and grasping for help and hope. But this is the answer. And you know what? If you've let your mind go for years at a time, today it can change. Today it can be different. Today you can start a new pattern and a new life. And like the Word of God says, you can become a new person by changing the way you think. Because we resist, we remove it, and we replace it. Did you get something this morning?